everyone. Welcome to Sex with Emily. Tonight's show, we're talking about sex and relationships over the holidays. Whether you're taken or single, this show will teach you how to have the best holiday season and the best sex yet. So thanks for listening. Okay, everyone. But first, thank you so much for supporting our sponsors. Let's talk sex toys. Let's talk sex accessories. They will always improve your sex life, not make it worse. No one's ever said to me, why'd you make me buy that toy? That really ruined our life. We didn't need lube. No, they help improve your sex life. And thank God Good Vibrations has curated the best toys and products out there. They only sell body-safe toys, female-friendly, male-friendly, and they carry the very best brands. So you don't have to get lost in those sites that are selling stuff that could like blow up your vagina. You don't want that. They have rechargeable um, vibrators and just the, just the best products out there. I mean, I only shop there. And if you go to sexwithemily.com, you click on the Good Vibes banner, you can see my store, you can see my favorite toys. I've tried them all. So... Go check it out. Use coupon code GVEMILY20. That's sexwithemily.com. Click on the Good Vibrations banner. Use code GVEMILY20 for 20% off anything you want. Thanks for listening. Look into his eyes. They're the eyes of a man obsessed by sex. Eyes that mock our sacred institutions. Bedroom eyes, they call them in a bygone day. Hey, Emily. You got a boyfriend? Because uh, my man E here, he just got his heart broken. He thinks you're kind of cute. A girl's got to have her standards. Oh, my. The women know about shrinkage. Isn't it common knowledge? What do you mean? Like laundry? It shrinks? Can we not talk about sex so much? Are you kidding me? Oh, my God. I feel so good. Being bad feels pretty good. Well, you know, Emily's not the kind of girl you just play with. You're listening to Sex with Emily. We're talking about sex, relationships, and everything in between. For more information, go to sexwithemily.com. It's a great site, I gotta say. It'll improve your sex life. We've got lots of great posts there, blog posts, we've got videos. Um, and also, the second you get there, first thing you should do is to sign up for my newsletter. Because I send you good emails. I do. I don't bombard you with annoying emails. They're actually helpful. We'll help you move your sex life. Tell you about the latest and greatest things happening with sex. And um, I would appreciate that. Also, let's build the community. Let's chat. Let's 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 follow me. Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, all of it is Sex with Emily. And I'd love to hear from you. And like my page on Facebook. We're getting so many likes lately, right, Anderson? You were impressed by my Facebook status. It's very impressive. I know. Thank you. So, like, like Emily, I I always hear like banks say like us. At, you know, who likes banks? Who likes your banks? Like sex. I know. Like se- who doesn't like sex? Exactly. Like sex with Emily. And people love the page because we do every day put up many useful posts on there. And they're funny and they're informative. So check that out. Um, also, yeah, like I said, Instagram, sex with Emily and Twitter, all that. And review us on iTunes. If you like the show, it would really help us if you would just, you know, go there and review us. We'd always appreciate that. And I answer your questions on the show. Lots of the shows are just devoted to your emails. So email me feedback at sexwithemily.com. Tonight's show, it is the holiday season, but no matter what holiday it is, it doesn't matter. People, you know, they get a little weird if they're single over the holidays. They're not sure what to do. Um, it can be kind of a bummer. It doesn't have to be. I'm going to tell you some of the great things about being single and what you could actually do this holiday season to make it great, to make it even better because it's the holidays. You know, sometimes you're in a relationship and you got to go to the in-laws and you got to deal with stuff. And what day I get my partner and you fight because you're all stressed out because the cookies got burnt or whatever the hell it is. And you don't know what to get your brother. If you're single or your your boyfriend's brother, it's a great time because you can spend time with yourself and do things that you want to do, you know? I'm grateful to be single over the holidays, always when I'm single. I'm like, thank God. Why are you laughing at me? Because I'm married. 
I know. And isn't it a bummer sometimes? Yeah, because I got to go to two families Exactly. Now. I don't have to go to any families. So it's a good thing. You're going to be on, uh, down in Florida. I'm going to be in Florida with my family, yeah. But we don't celebrate Christmas. But I will be with my family. But my family is really chill. It's like hanging out with myself. What are you doing? Are you like eat pizza or something? Do you like making a point to funny that celebrate you that. that you're not celebrating? Yeah, when you're Jewish, what you do is you typically eat Chinese food because it's the only things open, only restaurants open, and you go to movies. That's what we do. But I'll be in Florida. There must be a lot of Jews because those uh, movie theaters are always packed on Christmas. I know. Well, I think, I think that, a lot of Christians, I think the Christians are looking for a distraction. Yeah. It's true. Who doesn't want to get out of the house? So, um, Also, we'll be talking to Annie Daly. She was on the show a few months ago. It was actually one of our most popular shows this year. And she's a writer. She's a freelance writer. She writes for the New York Post. She writes for, um, she writes for friggin' everyone. She writes for um, Self, L Shape, Health Magazine, Time Out New York. And her beat is dating sex and relationships so we talk a lot about trends last time she was on the show and so tonight we're also going to be talking about different trends in dating this year like she's gonna be calling in she's in new york now but it's about you know this almost boyfriend thing where like no one's committing and getting into relationships and just some trends and how to get around that i feel like i don't know anderson like do you know about this whole almost boyfriend thing that people are just like there's so many options out there i'm not going to commit kids are not getting into relationships that's that's me that, that was me before I got married, yeah. Yeah, there's a lot. Of, and you know what? There's nothing wrong with being out there and playing the field, but when it becomes your lifestyle and you're never meeting anyone, and I think a lot of women don't have models to look at. They're like, oh, I'll go along with the guy because that's what he wants, but it might not be what you want, and we're going to give you some tips around that as well. And kind Ultimatums? Of no, some ultimatums? No, but there? you know, it's funny that you say that because I have, a really, I have a, actually a really good story for you. So I was talking to a friend this week, and she was telling me she's been in a series of relationships and every, I don't talk to her that often, but when I do, she had, she's always just broke up with the love of her life. Like they've been dating for two months, six months, and they never seem to go her way. Um, the guy's a jerk or they break up, something bad happens. He's married and she's a really nice, beautiful, smart woman, but doesn't matter. Sometimes you just pick some bad eggs and she handled this relationship so well that I'm going to tell you this story. So she was dating this guy. For about two months, and it was instant attraction. They were having amazing sex. He was mature. Um, they talked about everything. He said, gosh, you know, I love that we don't have to play games. And she felt very open by that because a lot of people just play games, which I friggin' hate. I am not a game player. Like, if you like me and I like you, like, let's friggin' talk. So what is the point? So you can hunt and chase in the whole game. Once you establish you like each other, you should be together, right? So she said to me, you know, what, Emily, after, you know, this has been, you know, going on with guys, I, we've been dating for, you know, two months and I got a feeling like the last week she said, something just kind of changed a little. She said, he just sort of stopped, you know, we used to talk every day and text. She's like, and I didn't hear from him for like a day or two. And then he'd surface and say, oh, I've just been really busy. And she said, you know, my, my alarm went off in my head. And a lot of times we see these warning signs and we make excuses. Well, He's, and I'm just saying this is the male. I'm, this happens to men too. Women do the same thing. But I'm just telling you the story that we think, oh, he's is busy with work, or he's probably sick, or he's stressed out, and we make excuses and we overlook, you know, behavior as it shifts. So she thought, you know what? I'm not going to deal with this. Like I, I know something's different because for the last eight months, eight we, you know, eight weeks, it's been one way, and the last week, it's been just weird. And I'm going to call him on it. So she went to brunch them, and she said, you know. Just got to bring this up. I feel like, you know, in the last week, it's just been, you know, we haven't been talking as much. I just want to know, like, what, you know, be honest with me. What's going on? And he, and at first, like many men, he said, what are you talking about? I feel great. Things are the same. What do, what do you mean? I've just been busy. And then he stopped. He said, you know what? 
I am just getting over a relationship. I feel like I've, he was married. And then he got another one. He said, you know what? I haven't really had time alone. And I need some time to figure my stuff out. And she's like, thank you for telling me. I'm out. And she, she's sad because she was really, really into him. But she, like, took care of herself. And she, right the second she noted, n- noticed that there was a problem, she didn't wait. She didn't play games. She didn't pull back because he was pulling back. And she got her answer. And you know what happened the next day? She's always wanted to move to L.A. She lives out of the city, right, by the beach. And she's like, I really, she has to move to central L.A., wherever we are. What is it? What do they call it? Hollywood, West Hollywood? What the Mexican part. No, Hollywood, West Hollywood. Central? What do you call yeah, it? Yeah, it's just like, yeah. Whatever. Like she lives by the beach. Greater like, Los Angeles. Yeah, oh, what? Greater, the west side. West side. And she's like, I really want to do it. And that day, she called a friend of hers and was talking. He said, wow, I just heard of this apartment, and it's amazing. I know the landlord. Long story short, she, she, she gets, takes that number, but then she goes on Craigslist, finds an apartment, hits up the guy. It looks amazing. He says, I've had 20 applicants. Calls her friend. Turns out it's the same exact apartment. This guy has 20 applicants. The landlord, since she's got it in, gives her the place. She's moving in a week. He's letting her move in a month early, rent-free. And all I'm saying is, she's always wanted to move here. This guy delayed it for her by two months, staying by the beach. And now, she took care of herself, and she's moving here because she took care of her own needs. It wasn't about him. It was about how he was making her feel. And now, the universe gave back to her and said, here's an awesome apartment, and she's moving to the city. And so, I just want to say that if you're in a relationship and things feel weird or funky, bring it up. There is no reason to sit on it and to think that you're going to change it by giving him back what he's given you or doing what she does. That's just going to prolong you being in an unhealthy relationship. So, that's your little inspiration. How's that? Um, okay. So, here's the thing. Holiday parties. This is a little sex in the news. Big time for holiday parties. And you know what happens at the holiday parties. Everyone has sex. You put a little alcohol, you mix it with people you work with, and you're absolutely positively begging for some kind of disaster. Someone's going to sleep with their boss or the intern or something's going to happen. And people, like, are getting it off. Like, they're thinking about it. They're like, oh, I'm going to get drunk this year and I'm going to hook up with this one. And also, you don't see people all dressed up and drinking. Like, I've never gotten drunk with you, Anderson. I know. I'm waiting. I'm fun. I'm a fun I, drunk. I would bet you're very fun. I'm not, you think I'm fun now? Wait till I get drunk. I can imagine. I can leave a party. Although we and you're are. probably less stressed. Oh, dude. I am... I am, that's when I'm at my best. Not, I'm not I would love drinker. to have a couple drinks tea. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Dude, it is oh, wait, so... when you met my wife, weren't you having a couple drinks Yeah, there? I was. When we were at, uh, at the After Disaster yeah. uh, show at the Improv. Yes, that was amazing. Are you guys doing that again, right? Yeah, we're doing it December 22nd. Anderson has a killer podcast, which for whatever reason, he, it's so good, After Disaster, and I went it's part to of the shtick. Is, uh, I don't ever promote it. That's part of the shtick. It's so stupid because your other film vault is another amazing podcast, and I love them both, but he did a live show at the Improv, and it was so, it was packed. I was so impressed. Yeah, it was sold out. Sold out. Hollywood Improv. We're doing the Brea Improv, December 22nd. It's a Monday. A lot of people are off work for uh, the holidays. Okay. And uh, actually, they're opening the Brea Improv for us. It's usually closed on Mondays, but they're opening it up for us, so it's ours for the reckoning. And uh, there's going to be a Christmas tree on stage. All three of us are dressing in Santa suits. No way. And I would like to have a Santa suit booth uh, for pictures with Santas. Are you going to have people sit on your lap? Yeah, but Mike Carano is worried about people sitting on his lap. And then he gets a boner? I wanted to put fake boners underneath the suits. That would be hilarious. So every time people sat down, they'd be like, uh, the Santas have boners. You know that I can help you out with the fake boner thing. Because I've got a lot could. of dildos. Yeah, yeah. Um, I can totally help you with that. So, okay, holiday parties. This is a study that came out. Um, according to a national survey, 24% of Americans have taken the opportunity of a holiday party to hook up, either during or immediately afterwards with a coworker. 42% being guys, 
27% being ladies between the ages of 18 and 34. In fact, the top three festivities for holiday hookups can be attributed to New Year's, Christmas, and workplace parties, respectively. So, if you are planning to seduce that guy from the uh, sound department, graphic design, whatever, here's how you do it. Here's where people do it. The copy room, 10% of people do it in the copy room. I guess it's good. You have a door. That's the pro. Even if it doesn't lock, you can put some obstacles in front of it. Get some pictures. Get some pictures. Exactly. The cons, thanks to, it's in the movies all the time. You always think about having sex in the copy room. Um, people are going to know that you're probably in there. But the best sex position for there is definitely standing up. Or the lady sitting tall and proud on the copy machine for photo memories of her ass. Um, the other place people do it, 10%, the boss's desk. Pros, well... Who hasn't hated their boss enough to want to have sex on their desk with some mad, passionate lovemaking to watch their boss eat lunch there two days later? That seems kind of gross to me. And that seems risky. You're going to get fired if you sleep on the boss's desk. If he catches you with a Don't sleep. Semen, just fuck on, just on fuck. the desk. Okay. And also the mailroom. 16% of people do in the mailroom. And the conference room, 18% of the people. Which I can understand the conference room. That seems a little more benign. A lot of room on that table. Lots of room on yeah. the table. Um, so they do that. But I would just say be careful having sex with someone you sleep with. Oh, taking a colleague home, 74% of people take it outside the party into their house. That seems to be the safest way. But just remember, you know, I'm not going to tell you what to do. You should or should not sleep with someone you work with. But just remember, Monday morning, they're going to be at the office. And so are you. Probably for the rest of the year. And so... Be careful. Make sure you really like them. It's not just the liquid courage. Okay? Can I just say that I wish I didn't say fuck? It was very crass and crude and uncalled for, and I apologize. Okay. Why? Because I don't swear a lot on the show. I, I said don't, don't sleep on the boss's desk. Just fuck on it. And that, that was rude. should have said just bang. It was rude. No, it's okay. Bang. Down. It, People yeah. understand. But I try not to, you know, I guess being on the radio when I was first trained, I just, I try not to swear very much, but sometimes it's appropriate. In my, in my, in my regular life, I swear way too much, but on the air, I don't. But here's something if you are single for the holidays, let's just be honest. You might feel a little bummed. You might feel like it's a raw deal. Like, you know, TV commercials and songs on the radio, movies on, like, basic cable. They're all dedicated to family and celebrating with a significant other. But, you know, if you... Oh, and then if you're single, you got to go home and they're like, why are you still single? Don't you want to meet anyone? What happened to what's-his-face? What's her face? Well, you guys seem really happy. You're not getting any younger. All that stuff can make you feel really, really awkward. And, like, you don't want to see someone's, you know... Honestly, if I see another picture of someone's, like, baby wrapped in, like, Christmas lights, really, on Facebook, I don't want to see that. But don't get all grinchy. Here's some positives. Here's some positives, and we're going to tell you some perks. We're going to tell you some things to do. Office Christmas parties. First of all, you only have to go to one, not two. You're free to sleep with whoever you want, coworker, like we just talked about. Um, and I love going to parties alone. Like I hate going to my, like, I'm not hate. If I'm really in love with someone, I'll go to your party, but it's kind of fun just to go to holiday parties alone and be by yourself. You also, you know, Christmas day plans, coordinating with the, someone's other family, like Anderson was saying, like, you got to go through, we talked about this before, like your in-laws, you got to go back and forth and you got to like see the parents that you can't stand or whatever. This time you can make the holidays all about you. You don't have to split the time with other families. You have more time to actually hang out with your chosen family, which might be your friends or your own family, but you don't got to deal with all that other stuff. And presents. Oh, my God, I hate shopping for a boyfriend. It's the worst. It's like, what do I get? I'm the best thing ever. And then you're stressed. I mean, honestly, the holidays are just to be about joy and love and happiness and celebrating. And really, when you have a partner, it can be super stressful. So those are some perks. Okay, so let's talk to Annie Daly. 
Um, Annie Daly, she's amazing. She, you got to check out my podcast with her. It was probably about six months ago. And she's a freelance reporter. We met first. She was working at Cosmo for three years. So she knows a lot about sex and relationships. And she also, like I said, writes for like Time Out New York. She writes for uh, Self Magazine. She writes for New York Post. I mean, she writes for everybody. She's a great writer. She talks a lot about like what's going on with dating and relationship and all the trends. And uh, we're going to give her, we're going to talk to her right now. So we're going to get her on the phone. Hi. Hey, Annie, what's up? Annie, Yay. I was telling you that, um, and I told everyone who you are, is that y- your episode you were on probably, when was that? When were you here? It was one of the most popular episodes this year. I was here in August. In August. It was so such a, long ago at I this know, point. I can't believe it. And, it. and it was a great episode. So I'm so happy that you're back with us tonight. And I have some I questions so, for you. I'm so, so happy to. I know, I love it. And where can they find you? Just let's give out your, your where people can find you and follow you and all that. Your website, Twitter. Yeah, so you can find me. My website is AnnieDaily.com, which okay. is A-N-N-I-E-D-A-L-Y.com. And my Instagram and my Twitter are the same, and it's at Annie M. Daly, A-N-N-I-E-M-Daily, D-A-L-Y. Awesome. Okay, and we'll have this all on our website as well. Okay, Annie, I've got some oh, questions totally. for you because we always talk about, like, trends and dating and stuff like that. Have you heard of almost, almost, almost boyfriends or almost relationships and almost boyfriend? Oh my gosh, totally. I, first of all, I love the word almost right. in general. <laughs> I feel like the word almost is one of the defining words of our time just because, because we have so many opportunities to do everything that everybody like almost finishes things and almost has relationships and almost, almost because there's so many choices and you end up going in so many different directions that you don't see that many things through to completion anymore. Exactly. Everyone's got like ADD, right? And so there's this exactly, thing. Exactly. So yeah. It's like the almost boyfriend thing is a trend. And I, when I, I was interviewed by, by Elite Daily, actually, and I'm like, well, do you mean friends with benefits? And they're like, this is a little different. So their definition was like in between actual full-time boyfriend and one night stand, there's this limbo of almost boyfriends in which we all have the makings of a long-term relationship, which has all the makings of a long-term relationship, but we never get to the next level. And that's the biggest problem. It's the endless cycle of, of almost boyfriends, which won't turn into anything of substance and certainly won't turn into husbands. So why do you think this is happening so much recent, more recently than ever? So, okay. It's so funny. I, I used to be the queen of almost boyfriends, honestly. <laughs> I would actually joke about them to my parents and my grandparents as well at family functions. You know, because they would be like, so, how's your dating life? And I would just say, oh, you know, filled with almost boyfriends. Right. Because I think that, honestly, the reason for it is the plethora of choice. Again, it really does come down to online dating and social media. And when there are so many options out there, people always think that whatever they have, there could be something better. And so when you have someone who is really, really great on paper and in person, then people are just less likely to lock it down and tie it down because there's always just the glimmer of hope that something could be better, something that they don't even know. Right. And so it just makes people less willing to commit and to lock it down and say, like, yes, you are my boyfriend. Because, because someone just liked your you picture know, on then Facebook. Then it's harder to break up. Exactly. It <laughs> so is. an almost boyfriend, if you never really sealed the deal, then it's 
easier to kind of end it. Right. And then, but then you never get to any point of, and do you, you know, of, of any kind of commitment and it's this cycle and, you know, eventually you hope you mature to the point of, you know, I'm going to meet someone and I'm going to want to, but no one's seeing the models of this anymore. They're not seeing none of their friends, their friends all have almost boyfriends or almost girlfriends. So it's not even like it's the thing to do is to be in a relationship. It's like you have three people you're sleeping with. I just don't think, and I think that people also, you know, that they, um, that neither men or women want to step up. So I think a lot of times women might go along with it or guys because they're like, well, that's what he wants or that's what she wants. And so they just think, you know, I, they're afraid to say it because they don't want to be rejected. And so everyone's just kind of going along with it. You know, I think though dating around is so exhausting. Like after a while, you just think you'd be wiped out. And you're like, okay, I'll take you, you know, let's just commit. But it is a trend and I don't know what to do about it because I think that yeah, it's, it's distracting. It's so funny that you mentioned that too because I think that a lot of people do that, especially around this time, around the holidays. Right. I um, I wrote a story for Cosmo about this last year about the, we coined it the holiday boyfriend, <laughs> which is basically this phenomenon where everybody just wants to have a boyfriend character in their life during the holidays, regardless of whether or not they actually like someone. So they right. end up settling for like lame guys <laughs> because it's better than it, it's easier to go through the holidays with somebody, right. even if it's not somebody that you even like. Right. Because you want to like <laughs> you know? have someone to kiss on New Year's or whatever, and then you dump them on January 1st. I don't know. But you're right. People get really lonely over the holidays. So we were going to talk. I was going to actually just talking about some of the perks of being single over the holidays. But I think you're absolutely right that this, this is the season people yeah, don't want to be on. Um, I remember the experts, some relationship therapist that I spoke with called it mistletoe syndrome. They called it the what? <laughs> Say that again? Because you look around and you see all of the romance and the cheesy ads and the movies and everything. And it just, even if you're super smart and you understand that you're being somewhat manipulated by culture and society, you still fall for it anyway. Cause Wait, what did you call it? Is. I missed it. What did you say it was called? The what? The... Uh, mistletoe syndrome. Mistletoe That's syndrome. You're like, oh my God, there's going to be mistletoe. Term that I love. That is such a great one. That is so true. I mean, I don't... It's so true. I know. It really strikes home. Or, see, yeah. I, I feel like it's a relief not having someone to buy for and to go see their families. I mean, I think that there's some pros to it, but I get it. The holidays are a sentimental time and you don't want to be alone. So, you know, I get it. Now, what do you think are the pros and the cons of all this casual dating? During the holidays? Just, yeah, or anytime. Or any time. Okay. Wow, that's a fun question. Um, a loaded one, too. The I would say the biggest pro of casual dating in general is that it gives you a better idea of what you want down the line. Right. As long as you go into it not expecting to have each person that you date be like your everything. Right. So if you have a healthy mentality about it and you know that you're actually just dating around, and it's really fun because, first of all, you get to know what it is that you want and you don't want. Second, you get to just hang out with a lot of interesting people. Right. It's almost like a, a lesson in psychology because, or, and also just a lesson in various careers that you can have in the city that you're in because you learn about everyone's jobs and you see how different people live their life. Right. It's fascinating. No, it's true. You and know? you never know, too. They might have a friend. <laughs> yeah, they might have a friend that you like. Like, I had a guy that was... 
yeah, recently we were going, we went out a few times and he was, he was into me and I, w- I wasn't really, like I made it clear. I'm like, I'm not really into you. And I thought like, God, this is going to be weird and we won't be friends. And three days later he called me. He's like, I have someone I want to fix you up with. It was so nice. It was such a nice way of like, now we're friends. I'm like, listen, I'm a great wing girl. I can hook you up. And he like introduced me to someone. And I thought that was really nice. I didn't like the guy, but still it was a good effort. <laughs> you know? Yeah. yeah that's right. a good effort. And that's also so nice on his part to just be mature and end things normally as opposed to oh slow baiting you out or ghosting you or do, doing something immature like that or breaking up over text or so many other lame ways to break oh, up so with many lame so ways the slow fade nice gesture and on his part i thought so mature. too i mean the slow fade is just horrible why do the guy you know so okay so then what are the cons you think the of casual cons dating of casual dating yeah besides like getting harpies well and protection. i think that the biggest con is that you just don't get the experience of having someone truly, truly care for you. Right. And that in and of itself is an amazing experience that everybody should get to experience at some point. Right. So you don't get the experience of intimacy. Also, I think maybe you can become a little jaded and a little too hard and like not willing to accept when love does come your way. If you've dated casually, for so long that you've almost like put up a wall where you're kind of lying to yourself and telling yourself that you don't need anyone because you've just become so accustomed to not needing anyone. Yeah, that's true. That it true. can be harder to let your guard down when you eventually do find someone that you really like. Right. No, I so think you're right. You don't recognize the, the signs. Con that I can think of. Yeah, because you're most, like, you, you get into a pattern of this is what I do. And so you don't even know how to take it. If you like someone, you don't <laughs> right. even know. That's totally. It. Your pattern is this is what I do. This is how I date. Right. And I don't even know. I don't call them right like, away. You know, you yeah, play games. I mean, you're protecting yourself. It's totally yeah, it's normal. But then you never get so. So I know you've which been. Which is by the way totally understandable. It just can get dangerous if it goes on for too long, or if you're not self-aware enough to realize that you're doing it. Right, and there are people out there. Once you get to the point, and you're like, I'm done with this. You can find someone who does want to be in a relationship as well, so you don't have to keep going down this road. So, um, okay, okay. So Annie, um, I also know that that you. Um, you've been in a long distance relationship. I did we, I think we were going to talk Wait, about this. I can't, oh, you can't I'm hear so me? sorry. Okay, I can't okay. hear you again. I don't know why this keeps. I don't either. Okay. Annie, we're going to just have you back on. We got the phones working out better. Okay. You're, I am so. Oh my God. You're awesome. Annie. I love you. I love talking to you. Happy holidays. And I will talk to you very soon. Thanks for calling in. Okay. Bye sweetie. That was okay, Annie Daly. Thanks. You can find her. Uh, it's all the information will be on my website during this uh, podcast. Okay. So, single. That was interesting, though. Almost boyfriend. I think it's really true that people just aren't. I mean, I I had boyfriends in college. Like, I always had one every year. I didn't do the casual thing, but sometimes I think I should have done. Now I'm doing it. (laughs) I do it kind of backwards. Um, Okay, so we were talking about being single at the holidays. And when we come back, we're going to give you some tips, things that you can do when you're single that I think are going to be very inspiring. But first... I have to thank you for supporting my sponsors. So, okay, you guys have heard me talk about these massage candles. And I feel like it's so hard to explain until you actually, like, touch them and feel them. So I'm going to, like, break it down for you so you're just going to know that when you buy one, it's going to change your life and your sex life. First of all, they're from Emily and Tony, my partner Tony and I, who is a skincare specialist. He owns Anthony Brands. Um... And I'm a sex expert. We came together and made this line. We also have Down Under Comfort, um, which is a great product for anywhere you sweat, your balls. But these candles, 
are beautiful candles. You light them. They smell amazing aromatherapy, so they're, like, soothing, and they make you feel good, and you can just light them you know, at the dinner table. However, you let them light, and then you can blow them out. And after that, it, it turns into the most luxurious. So the, so the oil pools. It's not wax. It pools into the most luxurious massage oil that you can pour on your partner and give them a massage. I use it every night. I light it, and I just give myself a massage. On my, I get, use it on my hand. I don't give myself a massage. But it's great moisturizer for your skin, your dry skin, and it just smells amazing. Like, I wear it, the vanilla, all the time. You're like, oh, my God, you smell so good. And amazing sex will follow when you use it. I've gotten so many emails from listeners who are like, wow, I didn't even know how great they could be. And this isn't some crazy BDSM thing where you, you're going to hurt your partner and it's going to waxy and it's going to, you know, burn them. It's not messy. It's not going to ruin your sheets. They're just, it's all natural ingredients. It's coconut oil, soybean oil, and you will have amazing sex. So check out my products there and thank you for supporting the show and my products because you will love them. So thank you. All right. Here is the thing. When you are single, here's some tips for surviving if you're single. I don't even want to say surviving. If you're single, freaking embrace it over the holidays. Because I know you get bummed out. You're single. You know, maybe you're with your family. Or you're not with your family. They can both bum you out. And it can be emotional. So here's some tips to help you make it work. Do something that's non-traditional. Do something that's, like, outside your box. So with all the holiday hype, you might feel like, you know, you have to survive, like I said, rather than enjoy them. But... You know, watch a movie you've been wanting to watch. Do something in your town. Like, I'm, I'm so excited when I have, like, a weekend off, like, over the holidays. I'm actually not going to be here this year. But when I was last year, I did all the stuff in L.A. that I never get to do. Take a mini vacation in your hometown. Like, go to a museum. Go ice skating. You know, go see those friends you never get to see who are there. Take some time for yourself. Like, what's on your to-do bucket list that you've been like, oh, God, I never get to go there. I mean, God knows I have a million of them in Los Angeles. I haven't been anywhere, right, Anderson? What were we talking about in Loveline the other night? And I was like, I haven't been there. I've been there. Like, there's nowhere I've been. Movie theaters. I don't go to movie theaters. Yeah, I'm going to see a lot of goddamn movies over the holidays. Also, it is a great time to meet new people. Ask your friends. Say, hey, you any holiday parties? Invite me. When they go out with their coworkers. The best way to meet people, I think, and it's actually true, studies show besides online, where a lot of people are meeting, is through friends, friends of friends, their coworkers. Everyone's going for drinks right now. So it's a great untapped resource, you know, to be, you know, to go out with people who are working or also through your friends who have, who are in a relationship. Sing, you know, people in relationships always want you to get in a relationship. All my married friends are like, oh, when are you getting married? So, you know, why not go out with them and meet some of their single friends to let everyone you know, like, I'm single, let's hang out, let's do something. People love include being inclusive over the holidays. So don't be shy and don't think no one wants you around. I know that when I've let people know that I'm here, they're like, oh, come, come with us, come to, the, you know, I'm sure you've got people like that in your life. And so this way you can just go out, you're on your own, you don't have to worry about everyone, you know, boyfriend or girlfriend, and you can actually meet other people people through friends that you trust it's also a good time that you can reconnect with old people not like old old people but old people that you don't see that often you know your friends like they might migrate home for the holidays but people are also around or people in relationships you think oh i never get to see them because they're married again you should like catch up with them say i want to hang out it's also reach out to family members just give them a call the people that you don't often talk to like your like crazy aunt in chicago that you love that you never you know Make time to, like, connect. It feels really good. You, dick, you never have time during the year to just pick up the phone so you can reconnect with those people. And you can also, like, host a party at your house. I know you think everyone's busy and doing stuff, but there are so many people who just don't have their families around or don't have things going on. Have a potluck. You don't even have to go crazy and go make all the food. 
have people come over. You go to people's houses. You know, just like get together. People, can I bring a friend? Sure. I mean, I know when I've been alone for the holidays or New Year's or whatever it is, I always meet the best people because I like flying solo. That's me. I know a lot of people don't. I actually prefer it. Anderson, why are you smiling at me? Is that weird? You like flying solo. That's very strange. I'm being sarcastic. It has another meaning, right? What do you mean? I don't know, doesn't it? Like flying, I don't know. Yeah, I do. I really... You're a lone wolf. Emily's a lone wolf. I've always been that way, though. No one can can, can trap her. can't trap me in. No one can hold her down. can't me in. I know. You know how many guys I've dated that are like, I just wish I could put you in my pocket. Like, they love that I'm just a free spirit and that I'm so independent. And then a few months in, they're like, I wish I could just put you in my pocket. I wish I could just contain you. You're kind of bragging here. Uh... Do you think there's a guy out there? Do you think there's a guy out there that could capture you? I sure, I capture me. You're like a butterfly, very elusive butterfly. Um, You know, I'm open. I'm open to being. No, no, no. Honestly, do you think there's a dude out there that if he walked up, it might work? Do you think there's there's one out there? Sure, absolutely. Forever. What do you mean forever? What the fuck does forever mean? (laughs) Sure, I'm open. Absolutely. I have not. No, that that's just yet. like you're just saying you're you're eluding the question. No, I think I, absolutely. I think there's someone out there that I could meet and I could say, "Yeah, done. Put a fork in it." I want that for you. you. I hope that happens for you. Why? I don't know. No, I, I think my mom does too. So. I don't like the idea of seventy year old Emily, uh, you know, with a loose vagina. Seventy? I think it's seven. No, seventy year old uh, loose vagina at the uh, gym uh, <laughs> with Madison. <laughs> Oh my God. Yeah. No, I think that I'm, um, you know, I mean, a lot of nice guys. We'll see what happens. I don't trip on that. You know why? Because I just think there's so much to life and finding someone is great. And when you're obsessive about it and I have to find the one, the one, the one, you're not going to find them that way either. So plus the show would suffer badly. It's like you fell in love and you're always like with some dude and watching movies and eating popcorn on the couch. This show would become very dull. I can't talk about the crazy dudes I'm dating. Right. You're right. It's true. I can never be in a relationship. I have sex though. P.S. But I'm well aware. I do think there is there there could be someone great, and I can't wait to tell you about it. I will. Tell wait, you does it count? Does does sex with toys count as sex? No, it does not. It counts. When's as the last orgasms. time you had uh, sex with an uncut man? Uncut man, yeah. uh, uncircumcised right. man. I would say about two year, two and a half years ago. You like it? Yeah, I did. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, there, I'm telling you, uncircumcised penis. We're going to talk it's about it like in, a, in an episode coming up, right? Yeah, yeah. You can't. It's not so. I'm telling you. It's actually. I like it because I feel like <clears throat> it's super sensitive. Less work for you. Less work. And it's you might not have seen one before, but when you do, it's like nothing. You just, you, oh, whatever. I did a whole show Anteater. No, they're fine. Why not? I, I don't discriminate against penises. As long as there's a penis ready, willing to go that I'm into, I'm down. Um, also, you can make a holiday resolution. Plan to do something you've always wanted to do and follow through with it. And you can also invite your friends if you want to do it. Whatever. Also, whatever. <laughs> what? Whatever. Um, I think you should make it all about you. If you're alone on the holidays, you don't have to fight the mall crowds. You don't have to exchange the perfect gift with your partner, which is so stressful. Like, are you going through that, Anderson, right now? Are you trying to A little bit, it? yeah, yeah, yeah. A little bit. Do you want I'm a vibrator? To, I'm trying not to, yeah, could I? Totally. Could I have one? Seriously? Yeah, of Absolutely. course. Yeah, I'm never going to say no to a vibrator. Hook How me up. How does your wife orgasm, clitorally or... Um, we don't talk about things like this, Emily. You should know better. How am I supposed to know what kind of toy to get her? Do you understand I'm the sex toy I'm the sex toy whisperer. When the show's over, I'm going to smoke a cigarette and ride my skateboard around like a juvenile in the parking lot. You want to come out and we'll talk about it? Yeah, we'll talk about it after. I'll bring you some toys. You can also volunteer. Volunteering. 
I'm telling you, great way to give back, be grateful for what you have. Go to a senior center, go to a children's home, do something like that. You've got free time. It feels really good to give back to your community. So that's all about being single on the holidays. And I am excited for it once again. Okay, I've got some emails from the people. I love the emails. You Let's do. do this. I love this. Okay, so thanks for emailing me. Feedback at sexwithemily.com. I love hearing from you. Dear Emily, okay, so I had some mind-blowing sex on my birthday. It was supposed to be a one-night stand, but, like, I can't stop thinking about it. I don't even think it's him. But the sex was, like, Fifty Shades of Grey sex, something I've never experienced beforehand, even after voicing what I want in the bedroom. Since I can't hit the redo button, what is the next step to moving on because I'm feeling kind of dickotic? What? I guess it's psychotic. It's a play on words. Dickotic. Oh, I get it. Close. Um, thanks, Alicia. Okay, Alicia, that's really interesting. So you had a one-night stand. It was amazing. And part of it could be because it was a one-night stand and people feel that they're more free and open. But typically the sex during a one-night stand isn't always what it's cracked up to be. And I love that you had this experience. And so congratulations you had this experience. Some people never have mind-blowing sex. And so now you actually know, Alicia, that some guys actually listen to what you want. This guy listened. You said you've been with men in the past who don't. So this should give you hope for the future that you'll be with a partner and you'll find someone else that will, you'll be able to have amazing sex with. Because so many guys don't listen. So many women don't listen either. And I've been in those relationships. And we think we can change them. We think like, oh, one day he'll listen or he'll wake up. Some guys just don't care. They don't care about your pleasure. Not on purpose. Like, I don't think that they're being dicks, dichotic, whatever the word is. No. A, les- a lesbian could be dichotic. She could be dichotic. Is that true. offensive? I don't know. Uh, there needs to be a movie about uh, lesbians. I think if you're a dyke, you can say dyke. Crazy lesbians, and it should be called dichotic. Yeah, you're right. That's your next film, Anderson. Um, so if anything, it should inspire you. You'll find someone who pays attention to your needs, you know? The ones who don't lose their number. Delete their number, because you'll see that you now this is showing you. So I think this is all good. And what you can also do, Alicia, is think about it. Pinpoint the things that made this sex so great, and then try to recreate it in the future when you're with someone. Hold on to those feelings that you had. When you're masturbating, think about it. Think about what happened and then expand on it. Think, God, where would I want this scenario to go next? And you'll have it. Visualize the sex you want and it will happen again. So I don't think you should let this be like a bummer and a letdown that you won't find it. I think this should be an inspiration that you will find it and move on from the dudes that don't give what you want. Do you think about colors and shapes and stuff when you masturbate or do you think about actual things and people? Everything. Why do you ask color and shapes? I don't know, because I've heard from some girls that they're weird and they think of like volcanoes and stuff. <laughs> they don't think Erupting. of acting. Actual... I mean, I think of I think that men are more more well, I don't oh, know. Oh yeah, I mean we You're have to more have a linear, face. right? Like do you start from beginning, like, middle We end? can't like make up a girl in our in our head. Like she'll it's... have blue eyes and blonde. No, it's gotta be a particular person. Right. But don't you think of flashes of different people or body parts? Sometimes like she's not doing it next. You know, it's kind of like a revolving, like a swiping left and right with the uh, Tinder. It's like Tinder. Exactly. Yeah. No, I totally get it. I, um, I think about a lot of, I think about people I've been with. I think about, or I just think about random faceless dudes. I wonder if like movies and books and stories are really going to suck in like 10, 15 years when all these kids that are, you know, grew up on, on porn are going to come into their own. Cause you don't have, as a, as a male, especially you don't have to be creative anymore. And, and thinking about uh, what you're thinking about over there because you're just looking at pictures on the internet or videos. You know so what I mean? So you think that, that men during sex, they're not going to be as good because... No, 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 not, not sex. Like, they're not going to be able to tell stories because I think that a lot of the people find their storytelling ability with the uh, sexual uh, exploits that they come up with in their head for yeah. the fantasies 
Uh, but nowadays, you don't have to do that. You just right, look it's at there for you. You don't have to triple read anal That's, on the internet. Ugh, yeah. It's ruining sex, I think. I'm not anti-porn at all. I'm just anti-porn if that's how you learn technically to have sex. And if it is becoming a problem and you find that, like, God, I'm masturbating way too much, I'm addicted to porn, then why don't you try just not masturbating to porn one time? I mean, so you've got to slowly ease yourself off of it because it can, it can be a problem. You're totally right. It's going to mess things up. It already is a little bit. Um, okay, so just watch your porn use. Okay, this one, question, Emily. <laughs> Next one is about celibacy. All right, Emily, I've been single and celibate for two years. But after having met a guy through music, we have been chatting online for nearly five months. Have met once. We live a four-hour train journey away from each other. Totally clicked and connected and are about to spend three days together. We speak on the phone and message all the time. And we're excited to take this amazing step forward. But I'm scared I will be a disappointment. We do, we do not sex, but we're very relaxed and open with each other. So I want to make sure I can be everything I would love to be for him. He says our first kiss was so amazing. He knows we're going to be incredible together. Any tips to help me be confident and sexy and relaxed to enjoy him? I'm so nervous. Many thanks. Lulu. <laughs> what is that? Have a drink? That was a beer. Liquid courage. A couple beers. Um, so here's the thing, Lulu. This guy already likes you. He met you. He likes you. There's nothing to worry about. The more you worry about this, you're going to get inside your head. And She's already not, there. Yeah, I know, but I'm trying to get her out of it. Everybody who's having problems, actually, a lot of it, because they're in their head. They're worried. We're you know, all worried about performance. What? What do you think about this? Like, it's only going to happen for the first time once. So, like, savor it and look forward to exactly. it. Exactly. Don't worry about it. Feel like ab- right. It's only going to happen once. It doesn't have to be perfect, but it's going to be great regardless. And yeah. Just look, look forward to it. Get excited it's, about exactly, it. Exactly, Lou. Instead, of, I mean, it's the thing is, it's, it's the human brain. We default towards worry and negativity. Can't help it. It's our biology. I get it. But every time, Lou, you start finding yourself stressed and anxious about it, go to the positive. If you think one thing negative about it, think of three amazing, mind-blowing things that could happen when you have sex together. You just got to, you know, tweak your mindset a little bit. And a huge part of having great sex is being able to connect on an intimate level. And even though you guys have a great connection right now, let's just, you know, let the other stuff fall into place. And, you, you know, you've been chatting. I typically do not, you know, like the idea of people chatting for five months and not meeting, but you did meet him once. So I'm going to give you a pass here. Um, you had him at the first kiss. So you're both going into it excited into this situation excited. So the best thing you can do is be in your body when you're having sex with them and out of your mind and be in the moment and be present with this guy. And don't tell him you're nervous. I do not push alcohol on my listeners, but yeah, sometimes it can relax you. Um, Confidence is the sexiest thing you can bring into the bedroom. Not cockiness. Not cockiness. Not arrogance. No. It's a fine line. It is a very fine line. If you're cocky, the guy doesn't know what I'm doing. No. Be yourself. And the second you find your mind worrying about it, like when you're there and you see him, just go back to your body, what you're feeling in the moment, what, how his skin feels, how his breath feels against your skin, you know, the kiss, the touch, his penis, whatever. Go back to that moment and get out of your head. Be confident and stop this worrying, Lulu. It's going to be awesome. And if it's not, whatever. It's done. But don't let it be not awesome because of your, because of your mind, because of your thoughts. Okay. Next question, Emily, first of all, I love your podcast. It's so informative and amazing. I'm a 24-year-old girl in need of some bedroom advice. The guy I'm currently seeing is 23, and he's pretty great. We had sex for the first time, and he struck me as hardly having any experience. How do you give a guy tips to make sex better, or is it just a matter of practice? I'm not sure how to approach this. Help. Thanks a lot, Sophia. 
Um, okay. You cannot judge a guy or a woman on having sex one time. You just can't. Maybe he was nervous, having an off night. You might have been nervous. So a lot of times with a new person, the first time is not that great. Sometimes it is, sometimes it's not. So I wouldn't just start, see, you're all, she's tripping too. What does it mean? He's not experienced, all this stuff. And maybe he's really not experienced. But this is the thing. Practice does make perfect and show him how you like to be touched. Men love direction. Even though they say they don't, if you do it in the right way and you take his hand, I mean, hopefully you know what pleases you, Sophia. You said it wasn't great. And I'm going to put this on you because so many women blame their partners that he didn't bring you to orgasm. He didn't deliver it. He didn't do that. And you know what? It's not about him. You're responsible for your own pleasure and your own orgasm. And honestly, the vagina to men is like the Rubik's Cube of life. Like how the hell are they going to know what to do when every single one is different? So it's your job to actually be in charge here and to, to say, you know, hey, I like touch me this way, or I'm not ready for sex yet. Let's make out a little bit more. Whatever you need to be turned on. And again, show him how you like to be touched. One of the biggest complaints I hear from men, the number one, is that women don't take initiative enough in the bedroom. And so if you show him and you guide him, or you just say, hey, I really, God, that felt so good when you kissed my neck. He'll get the picture. You don't want to criticize him. You don't want to bring up that it was less than you expected last time, because that's just going to bum him out. You want to just talk about all the things you like, and maybe some other things that you'll like. So you tack it on. God, that makeout session was so hot. I let my neck, when you kiss my neck, I got so turned on. You know what? You know, so give feedback like that. And if you guys are open with each other, talk about things you like in bed. And also another great tip, my favorite tip for new couples, mutual masturbation. This is how you let each other learn where your hot spots are. You sit there, you masturbate together. It's super hot, turn on. You see how he touches you, you himself. He sees how you touch yourself. It's like great. It's like it's like a you know public service now. It's like a public service now. It's a PSA for each other's bodies. So I think you should try that, and I think that you should um, not trip on it and that write him off because he's twenty three. And here's the thing: it doesn't matter about age. There's guys who are a lot older and inexperienced, or they seem like they're inexperienced. And it's probably because they're not interested in learning more about women. No matter how many I've slept with guys who have definitely are not inexperienced, and they they're not great in bed. They don't listen, or they don't they don't you know. Listen to if I give them feedback or I say, like, let's try this or that or whatever. Or they're selfish lovers. They're just into their own orgasm. You can spot those guys a mile away. And probably the first time you're with them, that's when you delete their phone number. So I think you got to, you know, maybe not the first time, like I said, second time, third time. If he doesn't listen to you and it continues to be bad after a few times together, then you can make your decision. But right now, after one time together, just think about all these things that you can do to make it better the next time. And that is what I have for you on the Sex Family Show tonight. Um, Anderson, thank you for everything. And first I have to say to everybody that come see me in Los Angeles, sexual health expo, she. sexual, sexual health expo.com, she. the she conference. She it's for men and for women and for couples, gay, for straight, whatever. It's because it's, for I people bet, sex I bet the there'll be a lot of hooking up that night. If I was single, I'd be lurking. Dude, I'm telling you, it's all sex all day. And it's taught by the top sex, sex educators, people I've learned from. There's workshops open to the public. It's like 20 bucks for two people to get in. They've got the latest and greatest toys there. It's going to be pretty friggin' amazing. And where is it at? It is at the Sofitel Hotel in West Hollywood. Oh, that's super fancy. I know I that know, place. It's nice. You guys should all come check it out. I'll be there. I'm giving the keynote speech during the weekend at some point. Got to write that. You do a lot of keynotes. I've done a few. Yeah. You ever do like a college keynote? No. I'm doing one though next year. Are you doing one? Yeah. What college? I'm not going to get into the, I, don't, I don't have the details right now. Is it Harvard? Is it Harvard? Yeah. Because Harvard, Harvard has that uh, anal sex class now? 
Exactly. That was that was amazing, huh? They, that every is fantastic. Class, you know what? They need. I think that sex ed should be required in college. It should be because that's when you're setting your sexual habits. It should be required in you know high school. It should be much better. I took in some America. like uh, sexual psychology classes in uh, in, in college. Did you like it? It was fun. Yeah. I remember they got me up and I had to role play, like, because it was a big auditorium. There's like 200 people. And I had to role play with this girl and, like, pre- act, pretend like I was trying to come on to her and stuff. And she had, like, this super scary boyfriend who was sitting in the front row just watching. It was oh so uncomfortable. Oh, my God. That's uncomfortable. Yeah. Did you kick your ass after class? I kind of liked it, though. No, he wanted to, though. Did he, she he sleep not with you happy. after? He, I ended up hooking up with her, actually, six months later. Yeah. I knew it. I knew it. I knew you hooked up with her. Um, I think it's great. Everyone should have some more sex ed. And I'm telling you, if you didn't have it, if you never had it, this will be the place to go. So it's the sexualhealthexpo.com. January 17th and 18th. January 17th and 18th. And also Thursday nights, 8.30 to 9.30 Pacific Standard. You can watch the show live. And also, after that, if you miss it that night, it's it's on our site. You can watch the video of the show. You can listen to the podcast, the whole thing. That's what I'm doing for you this year. So... Thanks, everyone. Thank you, Anderson. Everyone check out his podcast, The Film Vault and After Disaster. And um, also, um, thank you, Lindsay and Rune, for operating the Ustream camera. They have a podcast called The Pretty Oddcast, and you guys should check that one out as well. And thank you, everyone, for listening to Sex with Emily. Was it good for you? Email me, feedback at sexwithemily.com. Okay, everyone, it's the holidays. You know what? Guess what? It's a good time to buy a gift for that man you love. You should buy him the number one sex toy for men. It is a fleshlight. It is amazing. Imagine if you could have the feeling of ha- the pleasure of having sex anytime, anywhere, even if you didn't have a partner. The fleshlight, it simulates the feeling of actually having sex. They have patented material that feels like the real deal. It was actually invented by NASA. Can you imagine that? Um, patented material, and you can also, if you, like, have a certain porn star you don't know maybe her vagina was molded and you can you know have sex with that go check out the fleshlight website it's body safe you can use it over and over again it's a male masturbation sleeve it's discreet it's portable and it's award-winning oh they're award-winning lube because they love you they are giving my listeners a bottle of award-winning lube so what you got to do is go to fleshlight.com use code emily get your fleshlight check it out they've got lots of them and then you get lube because who doesn't need lube right you can never have too much lube or too many fleshlights so check it out sexemily.com um, click on the Fleshlight banner or just go to Fleshlight. Use code EMILY. Get their lube. Get a Fleshlight and uh, enjoy it. Let me know how it goes. Thanks for listening. Hey, I'm two-time survivor Rob Sesternino and host of Rob Has a Podcast right here on Podcast One. I'm breaking down what just happened on reality TV competitions like Survivor, Big Brother, The Amazing Race, and more. We're talking with all your favorite players and interviewing the new contestants after they get eliminated about just how badly they screwed everything up. So come on over and talk about reality TV with me on Rob Has a Podcast in the TV and film section here on Podcast One anytime or at least until they vote me out.